What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Hello and thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricket and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. My name is Clive, uh, my usual co-host Ricky is not with us tonight, he is with the family in Gay Paris, Euro Disney I believe, and from what I've heard from Facebook or Twitter, I can't remember, he's had his back and chest waxed. Sounds like a very fun family event. So I'm sure his family enjoyed that. Ricky, shout out to you, sir. Um, we are joined tonight by right now regular contributor to the show and socialsuplex.com New Japan columnist, Murray Bone. Good evening, Murray. How are you, sir? I am good. It's I think, is this, what, my third week in a row, you know, near enough? Is it in a row? I, knew, I know uh, you were on last week, but I'm not sure about... Uh, what was on the week before? I was on last week. Uh, da 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 it's three three episodes in the last four or five weeks anyway, for sure. For sure, as Graham yeah. Sunnis would say. Yeah, it was in yeah, I was on in the ninth of January, then the twentieth, then the twenty no, that's the One Nation Radio Awards. God's sake. <laughs> then I was on in the ninth, on in the tw- and I was on in the twenty ninth. Put it this way, you've had more appearance more appearances than Ricky in the last couple of months. <laughs> Pretty much. Obviously, he has got some health issues, but who cares? Not you, but the sounds of it either. Excellent. Well, let's move on then. <laughs> so, the reason I've got Murray on tonight is Ricky, Murray, and myself were at Insane Championship Wrestling's one of the big events of the year. The their sort of Royal Rumble style pay per view called Square Go, and. Obviously, you'll see from the episode title and the show notes and all that stuff that with the main body of tonight's conversation, there might be some international listeners who don't really have a vested interest or even a dog in the fight with regards to ICW. But I hope, I do hope that you'll stay with us because, yes, it is a show all about sort of Glasgow's air quotes indie promotion, but I'd say ICW's relationship with WWE has come under closer scrutiny recently, especially with the rise of NXT UK over the last, what, year and a half, two years. So, as well as review the night in general, the Square Go pay-per-view, which was a great one to be there live for, thoroughly enjoyed ourselves, um, a night full of many moments, which we'll touch on later, we'll try to give you some content that feeds into the, the WWE versus the rest of the world debate, which is just ongoing and seems to grow arms and legs. And how how put, like some parts of the Square Go event was quietly inserted into that conversation, that debate, and why. So we will start with this little doozy. It's not huge in the grand scheme of things on the global stage, but 
Um, WWE superstar Noam Dar, who's wrestled for probably the Cruiserweight Classic, definitely, some episodes of NXT back in the day, most prominent on 205 Live and now NXT UK. He's basically, as far as I'm aware, moved over full-time over to Scotland and does some does some NXT UK dates and recently been doing a lot of ICW dates as well. He was in the world title match against current champion Stevie Boy and Noam Dar is now your, w, your ICW world heavyweight champion. So my first question, Murray, and this is how I felt when I saw it. I enjoyed the match. It was good. Uh, edge of your seat stuff towards the end, but was this a Triple H decision or was this a Mark Dallas decision? Mark Dallas being the owner of ICW. Well, first of all, there's something in the airship waters because it seems to be people from air just doing brilliantly at the moment. That's true. (laughs) At the moment, I think I need to probably get my hands on it. You'll need to go for a swim in the local waters yourself then. Yeah. But um, in terms of this, I don't think this was a triple... I'm assuming this isn't a Triple H decision. It was a Dallas decision. Decision. Okay. I I don't think that you know Triple H doesn't care, but I know because I'm trying to think. Is isn't NXT UK Shawn Michaels thing? Yes. Was it? As far as I'm aware, it is, and I'm, as far as I'm aware, it was his decision to crown Jordan Devlin with the Cruiserweight Championship, and he's looking to have Jordan Devlin go over quite a few of the different fringe products, all of them basically and defend that title Yeah but I don't think this was I think this was a Dallas decision I think now Stevie Boy, he has held he did, he has held that belt for the good part of six months. Yeah it was at the end of July, yep yeah, he's, he's had some good defences against guys like Joe Coffey and... Andy Wild. Andy Wild. Andy Wild, and I think... Overall, we've, once we go through the nights, it seemed to be a theme for a lot of titles to change hands, but mm-hmm. I think... Yeah, but in terms of the overall answer, of was this a Triple H decision more than a Dallas decision? I don't think it was. That probably is quite cynical of me. It's just, it's probably coming from a place where I'm not Noam Dar's biggest fan, as you know. Yes. But there was this whole thing about his NXT UK. It's like I'm scheduled for every takeover. Obviously, that wasn't the case. But with him going to ICW, this is kind of like the whole. It's similar to wrestlers going to going on excursion, so to speak, to evolve. Most recently, I think it was the Street Profits who were the tag team champions. So yeah, I think also Fabian Eichner. Was Fabian Eichner one. as well. Yep, there's been there's been a few, and once they come back from Evolve, basically they hit the ground running. So do you think this is, if this is Noam Dar, just not exactly temporary, but for maybe a year or something like that? If it is just a plan to get Dar to go on excursion, work on some things, whatever they may be and bring Dar back in for some more exposure or a push because as far as exposure is concerned it was starting to diminish because it was on 205 Live which was on Raw and some pay-per-views 
and then he wasn't he was injured for quite some time, two oh five live, flitting between that and NXT UK and now he's not really he's been on NXT UK a few times but he seems to just be disappearing from T V. So is it a sort of right, just go back, go there and come back and then we'll do something with you. Do you think they've do you think Dar has that potential? In terms of I think this is more just in terms of like, is he gonna ever, you know, go back to like, you know, two oh five and the main roster? I don't see it. Like, I, I am a Noam Dar fan, but even I have to admit, I, I don't see him like, you know, on. I don't see him being on a Raw SmackDown two oh five. You can I can see him, you know, making appearances there, but I don't think he's that. He's a, he's a big name in the UK, he has, but in terms of outside, I don't think he's that big of a name. See, he kind of got over with the whole that Alicia Fox carry on. So I feel as if people know who he is. And it was definitely a big deal for him to come back over here. And it was a big deal for him. It comes across as a big deal that he's won the world title for ICW. It's just... It's just a strange setup altogether. It's, I'm not sure if it's because we've not got Evolve over here and it's not on our doorstep, so it's not something we're familiar with. But it seems like there's this just some sort of excursion deal going on. Um, so I don't know if it's Dar saying I want to be closer to home, just in general. If he's fed up with WWE or if this is a Triple H slash Sean Michaels thing, saying right, just take your time, go back, work on whatever. I'm sure I remember reading or hearing somewhere the reason for why Dar was going to NXT UK, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. Yeah, I think I've just had a quick look. His last time he was in a he was in America was like back in oh God's sake, I'm not good at date. Twenty eighth of the fifth, beating See? some jobber, and that was his last appearance. Yeah, and I think... since then he's been purely in NXT UK. I feel. He's sort of he's not done with like you know two hundred five and all that, but I think his two hundred five. I think I think NXT UK is his new main home in a way. I think he's Aye, probably in terms. Yeah, I think he's best suited there. He's it's a he's like you said. He's a he's known in the UK, and I think he's while some people aren't aren't his biggest fans, I think he may, it makes sense to have him in NXT UK and be that help sort of help sort of get other guys who aren't as well known over. I think I think it is a good thing, and I'm warming to the idea because I was I'll be honest when I was watching the match on Sunday. At first, I was thinking I don't actually care right now. I'm not that invested, but as the match wore on. And I know Noam Dar is a very, I've said to you privately, he's one of the crispest, crispest, crispiest, no crispiest, that sounds as if he's been cooking. He's one of the best technical wrestlers in the company, basically. But there's just something missing that, it is, I don't know what it is, it's hard to put my finger on. But that match that ended up having with Stevie Boy was really good to the point where I was invested I was shocked that he won it. I won't lie, I was shocked because I just assumed a WWE person, they're not exactly going to give him some titles. We see, we saw Wolfgang lose a title match. We saw Joe Coffey lose a title match. Kaylee Ray's not the champion anymore. The ICW champion. 
Viper as well. She's kept been kept away from the title picture, so I was surprised to see Noam Dar win it. But to sort of flip it on its head, instead of thinking about Noam Dar, it's a, it's a good thing for ICW because I think it's come at a right time for them, and it could be a claim. It's one that it's like a draw, so to speak. That Noam Dar is a draw. He's coming back home. It was a big deal when he left. He's come back and he's won the title. It's kind of like Drew McIntyre in reverse, and. To me, it seems as if ICW are putting measures in place for a a successful or a sort of lucrative 2020 because, first of all, you've got a draw from a, from a Glasgow or Scotland perspective. You've got a draw in Noam Dar as your champion. Um, Billy Kirkwood, the commentator, was saying before the show that Square Goal was sold out. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you know, but I'm not sure when the last time that a, an ICW show was sold out. Uh, would not. Know. I would assume that probably have been a couple of Fight Club tapings that have been sold out. Probably, probably the first Gonzo, but in terms of like actual big events, there's none that I can really yeah. think of. The I was going to say maybe the Shugs, the Shugs, the Shugs party where Stevie Boy won the belt. Possibly. Because like. Dallas, he said on in an interview on Grado's podcast, I think it's Wrestling Daft it's called, that he was of the mindset that ICW had to work from the ground up again. Not necessarily from the ground up, like town halls and stuff like that, but they had to calm down with the big arena venues and start again, so to speak. Um, and I think we're seeing that. At the same time, I think he's making wise business decisions because you've got Dar as a champion. And it's one of those ones that I'm conflicted because I'm, you know what I'm like when it comes to people coming back to WWE to win titles. And it's sort of like, I, I don't see the point in that, but I can see it from ICW's business side of things. Square Goal was sold out. That's a, good, that's a sign of good things to come, especially you're talking... The months after Christmas are quite brutal for the old bank account, but for that to sell out is good stuff. Um, the Gonzo Show, which is is going to run alongside their Fight Club usual TV, Gonzo is going to focus on the Zero-G Championship, the mid-card title, um, and focus on the young talent that's coming through Scotland, and I think this will leave them in... As far as costs for Gonzo are concerned, I think it will leave them in the black. Minimum show costs, because the show is filmed in there training centre, their training academy so they already own the building or lease it, whatever they're using young talent so effectively they'll be cheap talent um, and it's more content to put on, to make the sort of on demand subscription worthwhile so from that side of things I think that'll be a good money venture, what do you think? Uh, yeah I think that's I think that is a, it's a smart idea I think you know Using the Gonzo tapings, it's I'm trying to say it's not. It wouldn't. It's you could say that I, the Fight Clubs. I think I'm going to be more. I think using using Gonzo a bit more. I think it makes the uh, Fight Club tapings just that bit more. You know, like special in a way. Like I'm trying to think of a good comparison. It was like the like in the old days when they had you know like. WWE had like Saturday night main event mm-hmm. in a way that like that yes aye or like yeah, the so homecoming so, episodes or something yeah 
Well, see, they've had a couple of Fight Club tapings now and some big things have happened and Dallas tweeted out recently um, do not sleep on ICW in 2020 we're not going to wait for the big shows for big shock things to happen they're going to happen when you least expect it so it is a kind of Gonzo is your that's like the NXT it's developmental and Fight Club is the, the main roster if that makes sense yeah, I think it's like, like Fight Club's the Fight Club's like back in the, well before the brands, but it's like Fight Club was the raw, Gonzo sort of the SmackDown. And you're already seeing the fruits of of the labour with Gonzo because you've got Jason Reed, the the, the staunch Rangers man, um, who hadn't wrestled much on Fight Club, but he ended up having a few matches in Gonzo, and he played quite a. He's been more prominent on Fight Club and at the Square Go there. Look at the Patsy, the guys like Kieran Kelly and Leighton Buzzard are getting more matches. So I think from a young young talent side of things, it's definitely a good thing for them. Um, the other one was Wrestling Experience Scotland, who they've partnered up with to do future events, and it's family-friendly ICW shows, which I think is going to be a big, big positive for them. Have you been to any Wrestling Experience shows? Like I, know, I can't remember... What they were, I know they've already existed. Is that right? Uh, I think they have. I think they were, they were like the, uh, you know, I think you've seen on Twitter like the five pound wrestling. Yep. Wrestling's like wrestling, wrestling, Glasgow, that's a five. I think that's sort of the, that was them. I do have tickets for their wrestling experience show in air, which is happening Saturday, 21st of March. I think only one match has been confirmed, that being Noam Dar against Wolfgang. There you go. You've got two NXT UK fellas there. One of them's your champion, the other's a, a UK tag team champion. So you're getting all the kids who probably watch WWE. They've got the network or whatever, they've got BT Sport now, and now they're going to see the wrestling experience. So... I think that's going to be another good business venture for them. Yeah, it's a bit weird hearing the words ICW and family friendly, but it's... I know. I was just thinking, I've got a wee... It's not quiz time, but I'll answer. ask you a quick question. Who's the current £5 champion? Oh, God, I, I, I don't actually know. The answer is Marco Stunt, by the way. <laughs> That's my joke for the evening, guys. Thanks for listening. I'm here all week. <laughs> so, like, these points that we've brought up tell me this is what this is what Dallas means, that he's starting for the ground up, but he's looking to include family, get the young talent in, do shows that don't have much expense, or less expense, if that makes sense. If Dallas himself has made these decisions to coincide with the sort of making sure that WWE are on board why would why, I'm wondering why you would need to do it in the first place and I ask that I say that I say that to say this so shout out to Rance Morris on Outsider's Edge I say that to say this there's been a general consensus of late that WWE's connection with ICW puts ICW in a good place that they'll be they'll be on the network and it's only a matter of time but those rumours there was, there was even a, a wee segment, a wee portion of the network that had a couple of photos from ICW. But these rumours haven't come to fruition. They've been going around for ages and there's still nothing set in stone. So if Dallas 
has to go for smaller venues, has to bring young talent in, has to do family-friendly shows. Is it really a benefit to be a feeder company for WWE? What do you think? Obviously, there's the name exposure. I get that. I mean, you, you had Kushida come over last year. So there's stuff like that that does work for them. And you get the likes of one of the moments of the night for me when Trent Seven came down during the, the Square Goal Royal Rumble. That was a fantastic moment. But over like from a business thing, there must be pros and cons for being a feeder company for WWE. I think there's definitely there's pros and cons to both of it. I think in terms of pros, I think even if you're not gain your you know like your talent as usual, you get your your big tap like your when NXT are using when if NXT UK are like using your talent, mm-hmm. it, it sort of makes they get bigger name recognition name recognition yep. so that way once you like book them back to ICW they're you know bigger names so I mean even the likes of Kenny Williams and um, Joe Coffey it's not just ICW that they're doing they're doing a lot of other family friendly shows as well around the country mm-hmm. so that's one of those examples where it's not just that the NXT UK, UK guys can't work in the dates because it's, it's happening quite frequently up here Wolfgang's doing it as well no I'm da um, so the, the pros as we've discussed having draws like the NXT UK stars coming in that sort of drives business up especially if they're maybe if they are announced in advance like Kushida all that stuff I think another pro would be We've obviously had the crowning of the new, not the crowning, but the new Royal Rumble winner and Drew McIntyre. He's on BT Sport regularly. He's on the bump. He's been interviewed all over the place. So I imagine that his road to WrestleMania will will sort of look at him being fired from the company, going to ICW, doing all the independent wrestling companies and TNA, Evolve. And ICW will be in that conversation, they'll be in that story, they might even be in the the hype video when it comes to WrestleMania time, so people might want to look into it that way as well. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. I think the you know, McIntyre's success, you know, he ended up he, he ended up getting released by WWE, came back to NX you to ICW and I've recently rewatched that video of him coming back into the pop he got was tremendous mm-hmm. this and I think you know people will be there's always people sort of like me that like to look at you know wrestlers backgrounds and see where they came from maybe catch a couple of couple of their matches and who knows maybe it'll make them a full, full-time fan because I think like that's what got me into New Japan after hearing the news you know of Nakamura, AJ Styles all going to the Fed. It got me looking into New Japan and then eventually right. I became a f- full-time fan. So I think it's definitely a... It's, it should be a, a benefit. There are, there are cons, though, and I think this has come to be coming um, July for Shrug's House Party. Now that's usually a two week, uh, sorry, a two week, bloody hell, that's a lot of wrestling. A two night pay-per-view at the end of July. It's Mark Dallas's 
birthday. It's also Triple H's birthday. See the connection? They're all this is all Illuminati stuff reading its ugly head. Um but what's happening on the twenty fifth? Now correct me if I'm wrong with these dates. NXT UK they have Glasgow tapings on the twenty fifth and twenty sixth. And Shrug's House Party, which is usually a whole weekender, have only got Sunday the twenty seventh, is that right? NXT UK events and tickets. Look at July. Okay, so yeah, the yeah July twenty fourth and twenty fifth. They're at Glasgow. Now Glasgow, that's nothing else after it seems or as of yet. I just think that's a bit of a double edged sword. That one, obviously, it's it means that a lot of your Scottish wrestlers, you know, Kaylee Ray. Viper, Isla Dawn, Joe Coffey, Gallus in general, um, Kenny Williams. Who am I missing? Anyone? Uh, Isla Dawn, I guess. Yep, got her. Um, uh, Noam Dar. Noam Dar. Ashton Smith. Oh, I'd love it if he came back to do some personification of destruction tag team stuff with... Uh, uh, What's his Rampage. face? Rampage, Rampage Brown. Yeah, I think he he's currently wrestling mainly wrestling in like Rev Pro right now. Uh-huh. One of their tag champs. So it's good that these guys will all be available. It means that the ICW show could be strong on the Sunday because the the NXT UK tapings are Friday and Saturday, so they're sorted. But ICW have lost a whole night's worth of their programming. That's been the case for an X amount of years now. Now, it's one of those ones where you could look at it from a, a sort of, not dumbing down, that's not the right word, just sort of honing in your expenses. They've only got one night they need to hire out. Um, they only need to hire an X amount of wrestlers instead of more. So there is a chance that it will sell out, but if it, people have already spent tickets for NXT UK, and I fall into that boat, I fall in. We both do. Yep, you as well, Ricky. We're going. What night are you going to the tapings? No, we were. We're all going to the Saturday one. Ricky bought my ticket as well. Right. So we're all going to NXT UK on Saturday. I wouldn't say I have to ask permission from from um, my better half to go to wrestling, but I like to at least give her notice. There's no way I'm going to get a whole weekend's worth of evenings. You know, film night, Netflix and chill. It can't happen for two nights in a row. So I'm I'm already saying to myself, I can't go to Shrug's house party. There's going to be other people in that boat who can't go to it. Are you going? Uh, it's for, as far as I know, I'm not going. If the ticket's still available, I might. It depends really on... It depends really on my... Like my, my job is no, no concern. It's just basically if I'm wanting to. It basically, I'm a. If I want to go, I can go. I can go, but it's just deciding on if it's you know if I have enough money at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be one of those ones where people just think, Do you know what? Let's make a whole weekend of it. Let's go to some tapings on Saturday and let's go to some ICW on Sunday. So it could work out. It's just a lot of people were thinking. Oh, WWE's going into other people's territory, stealing dates, stealing wrestlers, but ICW and Progress were fine. But ICW's business models had to change. 
because of that. So it's like, is it exact? Are they that much of a feeder? Because they're taking away their top stars. Over the years, you've had Killian Dame, uh, Alistair Black, Nicky Cross. These guys don't wrestle for ICW anymore. They wrestle exclusively for WWE. I know Killian Dane came back to wrestle Mikey Whiplash a while ago, but they're not there as full-time as they were, so they're losing their draws. So, in a way, they kind of have to rely on the youngsters from other companies and the, the pro wrestling academies to do the Gonzo shows. So, I know it's like a revolving door. You, you get the stars, you make them, they go, and then you bring in the new stars. So, from that side of things... I personally think Scotland's future in wrestling is very bright, and we've seen that because look at the look at the success that Drew McIntyre's had, Gallus, um, Noam Dar's been on telly a lot, and what was I going to say? The women as well. Kaylee Ray's been in a takeover match. Yep. Both of the girls, Viper and well, Piper Niven and Kaylee Ray. Even Tony Storm being in the May Young Classic. I know Tony Storm's not exactly ICW home Homer, but yeah, they're losing yeah, these Isla, stars. Isla Dawn as well. Isla Dawn. I keep forgetting about her. That's shocking. <laughs> so, what do you think? What do you have a definite answer? Do you think that ICW actually benefit from having WWE sort of keeping an eye on them when they have to do? Scaled down shows, scaled down business models, um, bringing in the youngsters. Do you think it benefits? Because I, th- I think it's going to be a good 2020 for them. I really do. It's just, but have they had to do these measures because, or in spite I of WWE helping them? I think it's a bit of a yes and a no question. It's sort of like, well, yes, like you're using, you're losing your, your staff, you, you know, probably your biggest stars in another way, like, when you have them available, you can sort of, you know, now instead of like, you know, using them as, you know, as they used to be, you can use them to sort of like, you know, help get your younger talent who you put and get help get them over. I've already noticed, like I've sort of been, been beginning to notice that you've got recently with the, you looks like you were having Kenny Williams and Mark Coffey challenge for the tag belts. Mm-hmm. I think reckon they're going to be using them just to help get the fight network over. See, there's been a couple of times though where the Coffey brothers haven't been available for fight club tapings. I'm not sure if that's exactly down to WWE, but if it is, then they're missing out on draws. Well, they're getting some draws in, but they're also missing out on some of them. Because, like, Joe especially, he's like a main eventer for ICW. And he's been pretty much radio silent in ICW since Fear and Loathing. Yep, he had a match with Michael May on one of the Gonzo episodes, which Michael May, if you don't know, he got attacked by Eddie Dennis in the lead-up to Trent Seven and Eddie Dennis's match on NXT UK. Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird position, like because both in my, like in my view, like you can yes, it's just me. I guess in a way, yes, you are losing your stars, like your main eventers. But then in the, in the other way, once you do are able to use them, it's gonna help. You know, you know, it means it's more must see. You know, 
must see for your events. So it's like, it's a weird sort of thing where it's like, it's a benefit, but a disadvantage at the same time. I know. It's, we'll just need to see how the year pans out. It's early days. We're only into the start of February. So we never know. But, yeah, no, ICW doing an event in Newcastle, is it? Yes, that's not happened for a couple of years. So that's one thing you need to consider as a success that they're starting to... It's not exactly a full tour, but they're venturing down south and Newcastle's been a popular place for the company. So there is that. So... We're kind of on the fence here, as you can tell. It's a bit of a yes or no answer. If there's anyone who is listening, who knows a bit more about ICW's history, like a lot better than ourselves, or just know, have an opinion based on some of their favourite independent promotions being feeder systems or losing wrestlers left, right and centre because of WWE, hit us up in the old Twitter comments, at Ricky and Clive. You can find the... What's it called, Murray? Uh, the Twitter? Uh, Aye, the, the, the pinned tweet. That's it. Go for the comments and the pinned tweet. Hit us up with your thoughts on, if you're not familiar with the inner workings of ICW, just give us your opinions on progress, for example. How's things working out with them? Because I don't have a clue what's going on with progress. I'm close as well, though. I've got friends, I know people who are heavily into progress, so I usually just ask them what's happening. So, while the success of ICW being in league with WWE remains to be seen, one thing they can rely on, in my opinion, is some right good angles and um, sort of TV content, as was evidenced. From, in my opinion, a really inspiring choice, an inspired choice to hold the sort of the winning briefcase. What happens in the square goal is, instead of winning a title shot at WrestleMania, you've got the briefcase, just like Money in the Bank, you can challenge whoever you want when you want and it was Kez Evans youngster who's only been sort of as part of the sort of main roster so to speak for just a bit over a year yeah yeah he's been sort of around a little while but like he's more he's more recently been getting involved in ICW a lot more because like the first time I remember seeing him was at a pro wrestling elite event and I was literally like not that far, like it's first year as a wrestler. Uh-huh. Wrestler. Wrestler was like a tag match with him and Ravy Davy against The Purge. So, like, I, I've known about those four guys since, you know, 2016. And mm-hmm. now they're established in the LCW roster. Yep. See, with it, because Evans, he was one of those guys that I just didn't like. He was an arsehole. I hated when he spoke, I thought I didn't like it when he beat certain wrestlers but it's one of those ones, he's doing a damn good job he's he's doing solid heel work and for him to win the way he did now, if you've got an answer for this one, let me know he won the Rumble by faking an injury to the point that the injury was so bad that doctors came out, even Mark Dallas came out in a, a beautiful purple satin suit might I add, or velvet suit one of the three, <laughs> um, they were all concerned, thinking, right, there's only two people left in the Rumble, we can't have, we cannot, simply cannot end the Rumble with a, an injury. But the injury was a fake, and he threw a kid fight over the top rope to win a square goal. I've not seen that in a Rumble match before, have you? 
I don't know. I've not, as far as I know, I've not seen anything like that. And I have asked about with all the wrestling fans that I know, and even they say they can't think of anything in particular. I thought it was excellent. It's just the way Kez Evans is, it sort of reminds me of Edge when he won the first money in the bank and also when he cashed in. He's basically doing, he's at the start of a career where he's doing some good heel work. He's hated by many. He's just got this attitude about him. I think it's it just screams Edge 2004 to me. I know you exactly, you weren't, were you watching in 2004? 2004, no, because soon I was only about four years old at that time. Not. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Murray. And I'm, I'm too young, too young. So you've not really got that comparison then? No. I'm trying to think of what I could compare it to then. See, I don't want to say Corbin winning money in the bank because I don't at the time I don't I don't think he was ready. I don't think he'd done enough to merit to merit it and we saw from the weeks the sort of months after that that he was absolutely ridiculed by John Cena to the point where I think it damaged him and we're only now seeing Corbin at the potential that he has but with Kez Evans that's tasty I think that's tasty going forward that he could be the champion at any moment and you're a fan of him anyway so there's that you were a happy camper with the results because you're a no I'm dar guy you were (laughs) over the moon with that Kez Evans won good stuff yeah Kez I was honestly I didn't even expect him to win I'd like that it was out of nowhere, really. Like it's because I thought that I didn't actually have a clear, through idea on who was going to win. Win. I just thought, like you know, Andy Wilde was probably one of the most likely. If I had to pick, it would, would have been him. And I know you were. I was desperate. I was. I put some money from my house mortgage into that, and I've lost it. So we're actually packing up our boxes this week. Sorry, wife. Um, yeah, then I think I remember I was at the square at that square girl match when he came out, his music cut out, and you, like, I thought there was an they were going to do the thing where he's been attacked backstage, and I just I look over to you and I could see your face was like a bit concerned, was like concerned for a short while. What was that one again? Sorry, uh, it was when Andy Wilde came out for this entrance music hit and then it's all like cut out aye aye that's right because I was thinking oh shit what's happened here and then I thought it's probably just production issues and it was probably but it came out and I was so gutted that Andy Wilde was eliminated like terribly gutted but there was a point in the match where I was thinking when Kez Evans was in I thought it was actually quite good if he won it from a sort of um, snivelling bastard heel I mean, he's called the dastard like Kez Evans. He very much lives up to that moniker. So, keep an eye out on Kez Evans. He's going to do some wondrous things in 2020, ladies and gentlemen. But the actual, the square go match itself, Murray, what were your highlights from it overall? Cause it was uh, a, it was, was a, was a... Can I just say before you go on, I was very harsh on the Royal Rumble last week. I was very harsh on the Royal Rumble match type itself last week. It might be because I was there live, I don't know, but I was... I loved it, and it's reinvigorated my joy of the over-the-top, ma- over-the-top m- match. What do you call them? Yeah, yeah. I, those things. I've always, 
No, that's me. On you go. The floor is yours. That's mine. I've always enjoyed like Rumble slash Battle Royals. Whenever one of them are on, I always, you know, go out of my way to watch it. Even that random SmackDown where they had like the biggest Battle Royal ever. Wherever I've always enjoyed them. And this, this Gregor was, it was very good. It started off strong, I think, you know, starting off with BT Gun and Sammy Callahan. Callahan, a big feud from, Fear and yeah, fear and loathing, and then starting off with them too. I think was a strong start. Mm-hmm. Start. Then Sa- I Sammy think- Callahan was excellent. I'm going to put this out there. I was raging when I saw that he was going to be coming to fear and loathing last year, but Sammy Callahan was entertaining as hell at this square goal match. Sorry, I keep interrupting. Go. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Sammy Callahan fan, but even I can admit he's a He's a brilliant heel in for ICW. Yep. ICW, and I think another performance that I think gets, I think that has been sort of under underappreciated was uh, Lewis Gervin's performance. He was in that match for quite a long while. He also eliminated both Sammy Callahan and the surprising debut of Jake Crist. Yep. He's Sammy Callahan's pal, is that correct? Uh, yep, he's one half of... He's another member of OVE, one half of the Chris Brothers. I think he's the one that's won, that's won the X Division title. He's a he's, he's, he's a decent wrestler, I'd say. So mm-hmm. I think we're... And by the looks of it, we're after... After, you know, the Purge and BT Gun and ended up fighting them backstage. I think this is going to lead to a big feud between... Is it Bad Company, that stable of Wolfgang, BT Gun and The Purge? Yes, Bad Company, yep. They had, yeah, a, I think, they I had think a, the leather sort of biker waistcoats on and yeah. they, they had a wee embroidered stitching saying fuck Dallas on them, still to this day. <laughs> yeah, I think it's looking to be a feud between... I think we're going to get a feud between them and OVE. OVE, which I think will be... a. It'll be an interesting draw, that's for certain. Well, put it this way, you've got, I'm assuming they're going to do it again, the King of Honours tournament. They had it in May there. Um, King of Honours is, it's like a trios tournament, basically. Knockout tournament, six-man tag matches done over two nights in Glasgow Garage. The Purge, no, sorry, Bad Company, BT Gun, uh, Crowbar and Steve James are... The current King of Honours champions, they retain the King of Honours. So that's actually quite interesting if they get OVE over to do that. Now that that would get some eyes on it for sure. Yeah, definitely would. Well, the question is, are we going to get involved in the King of Honours? Me, you and Ricky. We, well, as in a, a tag team ourselves? <laughs> well, we're a trio, so... What would our name be? I don't actually fully know but I think I remember I think it was Van said we're like the Sky Shield but I don't think that I think we'll be getting some phone calls from the Fed for that well what could we call something Scottish that involves defence Um, fuck knows Porridge we'll just call ourselves Porridge (laughs) that'll do 
Aye, uh, King yeah. of Honours, uh, a bad company versus OVE, that is a good draw for the King of Honours tournament, definitely. Yeah, and I think, and I don't know if they if they would do that trio, but I'd, I think we'd all agree we'd love to see Gallus in it. Yes, that would be excellent. It's ready-made. Yeah, though it'll be interesting to see how that would work, considering, you know, Wolfgang's part of Bad Company. Hmm. Uh, probably not then yeah I think you could bring in an Imperium you could there's um, news broke overnight of which is something Thatcher what's his first name Timothy Timothy Thatcher as I sort of break from ICW where do you think he'll go NXT or UK it was a good question I was thinking he's either going to go solo in NXT or be the fifth member of Imperium I think he I could see him I'm trying to think of who's an equivalent I'm trying to think who's an equivalent of someone who does NXT UK as well as NXT well we're going to be getting Mr Jordan Devlin he'll be on NXT tonight yeah and like I'm trying to think who's from NXT that regularly appears in NXT UK, I guess you could say Cassius Ono. Yep, Mustache Mountain. Mustache Mountain. Kona Reeves. Ah, Kona Reeves. Maybe he could be the fifth member of Imperium. Oof. Can you imagine it? He'd bring some... He'd finally bring some actual heel heat to them. I know there's a reverence when Imperium come out. They only get booed when it comes to the action. So it's, it's they're still getting. It's as if there's a respect of respectful applause. As if see when someone scores a point in tennis, there's just this. Yeah, it's like that. Right, the only thing that I really have, the only thing that gets me to boo Imperium is when you know it's what they play Symphony Number no. Nine, and it's not Walter that's coming out. I feel like they need a different theme for that. Maybe they could have Incline Nacht music or some other classical arrangement. <laughs> Maybe, or just go f- just completely different, just some random German rave song. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like that actually. So, yeah. some of my highlights of the Square Go match, like where we were, we were, we were on the seats next to the ramp. It was up the back, not like it was a flat ground, so not the best of view of the ring. So Ricky stood up and was sitting in the corner. By the way, another highlight: we have to put over the ICWs. They've got an Italian commentator, so whenever they do their big shows, they've got an Italian feed for. They must have a following in Italy. And this guy was excellent, commentating the whole night. Stood there with a, a fancy microphone device with a screen on it, and um, was right involved in it, and. There was a bit where, which was a fantastic part of the show, when DCT returned as well as Jackie Polo under the guise of Just Jackson, sort of rip-off of um, John Moxley's stuff. That's really good. You're going to see DCT and Jackie Polo finally get back to each other again. Yeah, actually, I've just... A bit of breaking news, actually, concerning ICW. It's been confirmed that the... The match between Noam Dar and Wolfgang at the Wrestle Experience Air Show is going to be for the tight ICW World Heavyweight Title. Oh, there you go. Get that money yeah. in, ladies and gents. Yeah. That's the one you're going to? Yeah, that's the one I'm going to, so I'm already. I'm more happy for that. Good stuff. 
Apparently, cool. no, I'm dark cold Wolfgang Adafti. <laughs> surprise, surprise. But the, yeah. the, the Italian commentator, uh, one of the, Jackie Polo retreated to the crowd and everyone started shouting shite bag, shite bag, which is like a chicken shit, chicken shit basically, shouting shite bag. And you heard the Italian commentator say, and so the Italian word for shite bag is shite bag. And the whole earth group of seats were in stitches just laughing at this guy. He was a good source of entertainment the whole night. So, so if anyone knows him, tell him we put him over on the Ricky and Clive wrestling show. Yeah, but, um, I think, yeah, I also enjoyed, I also enjoy like being able to hear, you know, James R. Kennedy and Billy Kirkwood. I was on the other side of the entrance ramp and I was able to hear them, not all the time, but sometimes was easily able to hear them speak. Speaking when uh, Thatcher Wright came out, oh, hearing Billy Kirkwood just ran to him was a great moment for me. Aye, Thatcher Wright with his uh, Union Jack waistcoat and the Maggie Thatcher autobiography in his hand, and people shouting Thatcher's deed. He, you could hear him Only saying, ICW. Bre- Brexit means Brexit. The booze were sensational, and it was fitting that a Scottish. English and Northern Irish wrestler all put the boots into him when he got into the ring and flung him out to a chorus of cheers. That was a nice wee moment, I have to admit. Yeah, if only we got a Welsh person in there. <laughs> Completed the list. I know. I'm trying to think if we're missing any Welsh people from that list, but I don't think so. Uh, only, the only one I can think of is, you know, both Andrews and Webster. Aye. They weren't, they weren't, yeah. they weren't in the match. Trent Seven coming down was amazing because, as I was saying, Ricky was standing up and he moved over to the side. You heard Trent Seven's familiar sort of guitar riff and I turned round to Ricky. My jaw dropped, his jaw dropped when he realised why my jaw dropped. Trent Seven came out. I've got a great video of it. Blowing kisses to the crowd, the place going mental. Former champion coming back. It was a fantastic moment. Loved it, loved it. And... uh, Sammy Callahan was just entertaining throughout. He's, he's disgusting. He was spitting on people. He was um, snorting, like sort of spitting, it, I don't know, snorting out his nostrils, that kind of spit on people. Mm-hmm. Just a horrible bastard. And it was just excellent throughout, really enjoyable. Yeah. To the point where, now obviously this is a wild comparison, but remember the cheers when Brock Lesnar was eliminated by Drew? Mm-hmm. Well, on an ICW scale, this is a this was a level of cheer that happened when Sammy Callahan was eliminated from the Rumble. Yeah, it's a joyous think, moment. Um, trying to think who else made a surprise appearance. Uh, Ricky Shane Page. I know he didn't really do that much, but he was. Uh, it was good fun. To see him. It was good seeing some kendo sticks in real life. That was horrible, really. And then of <laughs> course, uh, Grado coming out in the American football attire. Yeah, Glasgow Tigers or something like that. Yeah, and then if, like the first thing Vicky Shane Page does is try to, I think it was like try to headbutt him, and it's like like charge at him and just not working. Then hits him with a kendo sh- stick shot to the helmet. Yeah, uh-huh. and then what, what about and it? also Baby Davy hitting himself in the head with a chair. Yeah, headbutting yeah, but, someone with the chair. That's, yeah, just for sake. He's excellent. Oh, love Baby Davy. He's a. I know. He's a, he's a future to- star. He's he's a total Ned or a Chav, and he comes across as that kind of guy who's his mum just t- 
tells him to get out of the house in the morning and he's left to his own devices all day. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so along with it's just it's just him and his cousin Xander. Oh, um not too high on Xander, but I think Xander's still relatively new new, so uh-huh. he's good for backup, he's good for honors and he's good for comedy. Yeah, he's he's a, he's, a, he's a good, you know, sort of like minion. Mm-hmm. Minion. I think I remember at the first ICW show I went to, it was him and Ravy Davey against the Purge in a street fight. Fucking mental match. This was at the uh, Glasgow Union. Uh-huh. Union, and I think Ravy Davey did like a... He tried to do like a swanton, like... I don't know, I don't know if you've ever been to the, you know, the place where they did it. I have no. Did it no. So, no, it's like it's there's like an upper balcony bit, and Baby Davy tried to do a swanton off the balcony onto. Oh fuck! I thought that was Aberdeen that they did that. No, that was in the Union. I don't know if you can see me in there, but I was. I remember it very well. I thought Baby Davy had killed himself when he did that. Oh yeah! As soon as he done that, I was like, Jesus. I'm telling you, this was a Jeff Hardy eat your heart out moment. That was horrendous what he did. Off his head. Yeah. Speaking of the Purge, they were recently crowned the ICW Tag Team Champions at Fear and Loathing, but they lost it to Kid Fight's team, Fight Club. Tiger um, and Blue King Sharp. Yep, Blue King Sharp has, he was trying to sort of make a name for himself with, is it OVW? Is that what that's got? No. O, O-W-E, the Chinese guys that had worked with yeah. AEW for a short spell. But they kind of folded and they came back. Um, it's looking good for him. He's into his death matches and CZW are teaming up with TNT Extreme Wrestling to do a tournament of death next year. Um, that's quite a big deal for TNT, for the people who are into your death matches. So Luke King Sharps, he'll be on a mission to be involved in that one. But they had a, a Glasgow street fight, meaning that they wrestled literally in the street. Um, we can't see it. I know... It was hilarious because the feed cut off when they went backstage to the point where people were shouting, "I see nothing! I see nothing!" I think I think that was I think that was meant to happen because on the when I I rewatched it and it was like you know they had the thing saying no signal at the bottom, which so I think that was like a deliberate. Uh huh. I know it was a bit odd and it was a bit rubbish because that was a good minute or two that that was going on. But, yeah, I think, and another thing I remember, remember from that match was, I think, I don't know who, who was doing to who, but like, after smashing with like a beer cup, plastic beer cup, he sort of like got the plastic and sort of like scratched it across his head, and I was like, Ugh. I know, that was horrendous, horrible stuff. But, um, the Fight Club, I was fight at Network. Fight Network, I keep calling them Fight Club, Fight Network. Fight, fight, fight Club was, uh, was that not Kid Fight and Liam Thompson's tag uh-huh. team? Looking Sharp was when I was at the, a caravan site, um, sort of haul it. I don't know, I can't remember. The, it's sort of trailer parks for the American listeners where you've got a sort of holiday site and trailer trailers, caravans, whatever you want to call them. And Looking Sharp was there for their wrestling show. Hundred, and I mean, there must have been over a thousand kids in that hall. Looking Sharp was over like Rover. And for him to win the titles, in this match, which was a pretty excellent finisher, where Krieger does the sort of wheelbarrow move, and Luke King Sharp jumps off the second rope and does a an RKO diamond cutter, 
that's a beautiful move. That's the first thing Ricky said when that match finished. He said that was an excellent finisher. The place, the roof blew off the place. That was a sensational moment, and I was really glad that I was there for that. You too, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, it was a very good match. Definitely enjoyable. Enjoyable. The one thing that definitely confused me was the uh, end bit where you know Crowbar ends up getting himself locked behind the door. See, see if that was a mistake, then Liu Kang Shark would have opened the door again for him because Crowbar started <laughs> banging on the door. I think that's just one of those ones, how are we going to beat the purge? It's one of those, how can we protect the purge? Why don't we just split them up so they can't get in the ring? Because um, uh, I thought this was going to lead to something where he's appears out of nowhere jumping off something stupid. Well, when you said that, I looked up at the ceiling afterwards because we saw you during the break. We went up and looked. thought, there's no way crowbars coming down off that. That's a good 30 feet in the air. So I poo-pooed your theory instantly. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Davy Dave would have done it. It's meant oh, to laugh. He's off his head. So that was an excellent match. Another really good match was the Zero G Championship between Liam Thompson and Leighton Buzzard. What do you think about Leighton Buzzard turning heel recently? I Wait. think it kind of makes sense. His character's his character is very heel like. Even before all this happened, though, because he was a big baby face leading into the match with Joe Hendry. Yeah, no, it was like I'm trying to think when that match ha- exactly happened. So, I well, the Joe Hendry match was at Shug's house party, and the next night he beat James Storm as well, which is a big deal. <laughs> and it's as if right, this guy's going, he's going places, and Liam Thompson was the zero G champion. He used a low blow, which is legal in ICW. Referee's was there a low blow or did he more just you know straight up kick him in the nuts well aye he kicked him in the nuts basically yeah. to win it and Leighton Buzzard has done a couple of title defences using the same tactic to the point where he's now just a full full blown heel he cut a promo before the match saying you were all behind me in my rise to not the top but in my rise to popularity in ICW I had you but I had you in the palm of my hand so he explained he explained away the heel turn thinking just letting people know that I never really wanted your support. I just used you to get to where I am today. But yeah. I think they missed a trick where they could have kept him as a face and kept him like going going further and further. I th- yeah, I think with Buzzard, I don't know his exact age, but I think he is very young. So I think, you know, you've still got plenty of good years in him. So I reckon it's... I don't think this is the last time he'll hold that ZOG title. No, no. <clears throat> that that's going to continue, I think, with him and Liam Thompson, because Liam Thompson won in the title back by kicking Leighton Buzzard in the nuts. But I think Leighton Buzzard was on Grado's podcast saying that he'd like to go to New Japan, or just Japan in general, and work on his technical ability, which is already very good. I would actually like to see him in uh, Best of the Super Juniors. That'd be mm. decent. So I think, I think Leighton Buzzard is a name that people should remember for the next wee while. Yeah, I think so. What's the next match? Are we going to move on, or is there anything else you want to talk about? No, that that's match? fine. Uh, we've just the women's match left, I believe. Yeah, well, there was also the uh, dark match, which I got to see the last, well, the closing segment of that match. Aye, because we were late because the place is in the middle of nowhere. It was pissing down of rain, 
and yep. we didn't have a clue where we were. So we got there a bit late. Well, Ricky and I didn't have a, an early entry ticket. Murray did. Somehow. I don't even know how. I just did. <laughs> so... Women's, I mean, when I saw the finish, it was a decent match. Surprising to see, you know, Kaylee Ray on a dark match. You know, it's like... Well, I mean, she did come down later because she's um, BFs with Stevie Boy. I think they're a, cu- they're a couple, aren't they not? Uh, no, they are. That's uh, They are in a shoot relationship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think. Um, yeah, it was, I think it was... Yeah, so... Kelly Bay, she was in a dark match with Angel Hayes against Debbie Kaito and Valkyrie. I think Valkyrie's more someone. I think she's started. I think she's debuting for NXT UK. He's had a, Tonight, she's had like a uh, this, week, this weekend, this Thursday, actually, they had a, a hype video vignette for her last week. So yes, she'll be here soon. Yeah, I think she's a decent. She's a decent wrestler. Debbie Kaitel, I've seen live. She's a She's also pretty decent, so I reckon we might be seeing a bit more of them in ICW, which is good, because I think out of all the divisions, I think ICW's women's division is a bit, you know, with Viper and Kaylee Ray and not Kay- there as often, uh-huh. I feel their women's division's a bit weak. And Casey as well, yeah, as it's quite threadbare. You've got Evil as the champion just now, and I think with her match with Isla Dawn, which was not bad, it was decent enough, hard-hitting. Um, for Ailey, able to lose the title so quickly after the end of November, I don't think it would have done her any good. Isla Dawn's a strong enough challenger, but they yeah, need to. Was, I, I think they need to sort of work on getting more of the young women in, bolster that division. Yeah, because that was her. That was Abel's first defense. First defense. So she hadn't defended it ever since winning it in like November. Because there's going to come a time where Kaylee Ray and Viper Piper Niven can't do ICW anymore I think Kaylee Ray sooner rather than later because she's been involved in a takeover um, yeah, and I think like the American fans seem to be are into her yep yep they've, they've got a, quite a bit of appreciation for her and Viper is already a big name with her work in stardom yeah. um, Shimmer and stuff like that so a lot of people already know they too so it's going to be they'll be locked up within the next two years I'd say so they need yeah, to, ICW needs to work on their women. Casey Owens is already like, she's already held the, the ICW women's belt three times. Uh-huh. So they need to work and, on that. But it was a good yeah. good match, good women's match, uh, and overall a very good night. Thoroughly enjoyed myself. So thank you to you, ICW, for bringing me back into the love of Royal Rumble matches. Yeah. Still don't think uh, the Royal Rumble match last week was good, but that's another story for another day. So, unless there's anything else you want to touch on, Murray, we've covered what we're wanting to talk about, the sort of relationship with WWE and a look at the night in question. Do you fancy a quiz in relation to wrestlers who have worked for WWE and ICW? Uh, Yeah, sure, let's go for it. Okay. It's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends. A fucking WWE quiz. Right. Just taking a wee timestamp there, ladies and gentlemen. Some um, behind the scenes information about me taking timestamps to fit in that glorious, beautiful jingle that you all like for some reason. Although I'd rather just not put it in ever again. 
but it's there. I'm waffling. I'm waffling because I'm trying to type in the timestamp and I've got fat fingers tonight. Right, I'm done. I'm done. Right, so let me pull up this quiz for you. And of course, it's taking time to load up. So basically, the quiz is going to be wrestlers who are either now in WWE and have previously worked for ICW or a bit of both or they've worked there at the same time and all that stuff, right? So does that make sense? Yep. Number one, Trent Seven has been involved in how many tag team title matches in his time with WWE? Title matches, right. Three. Final answer? Yes. Name them. Uh, there was at Blackpool facing Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. There was the rematch where they won the belts back. Oh no! Should I just realised now? Oh, I just remembered they, they, they there was a third match with them in era for the tag belts, were they not? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was the NXT UK tag belts. Ah, <laughs> oh, wait, they've. Have they not done it more than once for the UK tag belts? I'm not giving you any more clues. Right, and I'm going to change my question then and answer and go with five. Correct, well done. So, Royal Albert Hall, they defeated Undisputed Era to become the NXT Tag Team Champions. They lost it in a um, not-too-far-away TV taping. That was the one where Tyler Bate threw in the towel and then they tried to win them back at a takeover and didn't. So that's three there. And they had the match with Grizzled Young Veterans to crown the first ever UK Tag Champions and they had a match with Grizzled Young Veterans at the Download Festival in which Walter came down and decimated Tyler Bate. So it's five. Well done. Number two. Which two current NXT wrestlers who both wrestled at the War Games pay-per-view this last couple of months ago there. So two current NXT wrestlers who were involved at War Games, not not specifically the War Games match, just the show, also wrestled each other in ICW in June 2016. Would you like me to repeat that? Uh, yep. So sure. two wrestlers wrestled at the garage in June 2016 or July. These Two of these wrestlers are now working for NXT and they were both on the NXT TakeOver War Games 3 card. Who are they? Right, so I know that the one of them must be Kaylee Ray. Or is it? Oh, Jesus. Well, no, it's the, these two people. They had a match with each other. Will I give you a clue? Yeah. One of them is European and the other has European heritage. So they were in the... They were on the pay-per-view. Yep, they were on War Games. Oh, 
Is it? No, I don't think it was her. It's not woman. It's not woman? Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. No, it's um, not Joe Coffey either. If only. Um, okay, so it's men. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm trying to think now who's in the men's war games. No, I don't. No, I don't think he was on. Well, I give you a, a clue. Another one. Yeah, well, one last clue. The person with European heritage has a European-sounding name. Ah, oh, okay. So we've got. So I'm assuming Dominic Dijakovic. I know. No. No. It's not him. Oh god damn it! Ah, oh, my mind's going blank. Will I put you out of your misery? Yes. Tommaso Ciampa and Killian Dane. <sighs> Available free on YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. I, I didn't even know Ciampa was a nice wrestler to match in ICW. I think he wrestled at least at least one. At least one. And that one was against Killian Dane. Number three. Which former one-time ICW tag team champion has wrestled on NXT... Smackdown and now Raw so they're currently on Raw but they've also been on NXT and Smackdown used to be he was a one time ICW tag team champion right let's see now go through the names of tag champions um, God save us a lot of a good day today <laughs> thinking of who am I thinking of you tell me once again my mind's going blank I'd... you want some clues <sighs> you want a clue yeah they're not Scottish okay not Scottish so One more clue. Yeah. They do not use their IC, their independent wrestling name anymore. God save us. Ah, uh, come on. What? No, no so I just can't. I'm not. Right, one more clue. Knock, knock. Is, it, is that the clue? Yes, that's the clue. No, it's not my joke for the week. Oh! Alistair Black. Correct, Alistair Black. Formerly known as Tommy End. Well done. Ah, oh, god damn it. How many ICW Women's Championships has Nikki Cross won? How many times has she been the Women's Champion in ICW? It's four. Four. Um, as far as I remember, I don't think she has. Is that your final answer? See, as soon as you say that, I then begin to question it. If I'm right, 
I'm just doing my Chris Tarrant here, that's all. I'm just asking. <laughs> oh, Chris Tarrant, I miss him. Uh, Rest in peace, yes, Chris Tarrant. <laughs> Chris Tarrant isn't dead, but people just rest in peace anyway. Um, <laughs> the correct answer is zero. Well done. Number five. So with a lot and lot a lot of help, you've got three out of four so far. Uh, number five. Which current NXT or NXT UK wrestlers competed for the um, competed against each other at last year's Square Go pay per view? Okay, so Mark Coffey. Uh, that's. Pretty sure he was in the last one. Um, it was yeah. women, women, by the way. Uh, women. Yes, yes. Wait, wait. So, wait, wait. you wanted me to list out all the people? Just two. Two. Just two. These two. These two women had a match with each other at Square Goal 2018, oh. and they now wrestle for a, a mixture of NXT and its wee UK cousin. It's. Um, Probably, oh, if I see. I must have Piper Niven. And. I'm gonna, I don't think it was Kaylee Ray. Casey Owens? You're a thousand percent wrong. No. It was for the NXT UK Women's Championship and it was. It was uh, Kaylee Ray versus Tony Storm. Number six. What round did Viper get to in her May Young Classic debut before being eliminated first, second, or third? So we're talking 2016 for the May Young Classic. Is that right? The first one. I think so. Yeah. So which round did Viper get to? This. See, I'm I'm used to like you know quarter finals, semi finals. It was a it was a thirty two woman tournament. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So I'm thinking she made it to the third. Correct answer. Well done. Um, four out of six so far. How many titles in total has Noam Dar won in ICW? Three. Correct again. Two zero G and one world. Yep, he was the first EOG champion, if you recall. There you go. History maker. Yeah. Um, number eight. Which former WWE Divas champion has wrestled for ICW? Specifically Divas mm-hmm. title. Mm-hmm, yes. Okay, because I was about to go straight in and say Mickey James, but she was never Divas champion. Or was she? Wait, was she? Ah, oh, god damn it. No. No, that was still the that was still the women's title at that time. Let me rephrase the question then, because I might be wrong. <laughs> Which former whatever kind of women's champion existed in the twenty tens women's champion has wrestled for ICW? So I'm gonna assume it, it is Mickey James. <laughs> yes, it is Mickey James, well done. At Shrugs House Party 2017, Pete Dunne, BT Gunn, Wolfgang and Trent Seven wrestled for what title? The NXT UK title. Correct answer, well done. 
And actually, I've just searched it up. I've just searched it up. She was Divas champion. Was she? So I was right the first time. I just assumed that she was because who wasn't a Divas champion? Um, Number 10. Last question of the night. Who has more women's titles in ICW? Kaylee Ray or Viper? A.K.A. Piper Niven. Kaylee Ray. Bonus point, how many compared to how many? I believe it is Kaylee Ray has three... Viper has two. Correct, well done. So you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight out of ten. That's heavily respectable, but you got a hell of a lot of help. <laughs> I got, I got Cavi to a four-star match. <laughs> are, you, are you the, are you the broomstick or am I Ric Flair? See how I see how I made that question there. Are, are you sure you want to be referred to as Ric Flair? Well, take away the alcoholism and the suspected racism and stuff like that. Yes, take that away. But, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes the quiz and that concludes the podcast for this evening. Murray, thank you once again for coming on. Let the let the good people know what your details are. Yep, uh, my details are you can find me on tw- you can find me on Twitter at murraybone 44 and I, as far as I know I'm currently in the middle of finishing my latest uh, god damn it latest column which will be the new beginning in Osaka preview preview that's the one with Moxley versus Suzuki for the US title that's a match I cannot wait for Oh, and yeah, that's well, that's all for me. Right. Well, our details are: we are the Rickett and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Um, on the other shows, you can find are One Nation Radio, Keeping It Strong Style, Grown Men Watch This Shit, Get In The Ring, and All Things Elite. Head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and give us a nice five star review. Um, Meltzer if you're listening give us a 7 star review I'm sure you can break some sort of scale somewhere um, you go to socialsuplex.com you can get the columns such as the one Murray's going to do and the podcast sent directly to your email inbox by pressing the subscribe button if you go to prowrestlingtees.net type in social suplex and you can get our t-shirts uh, also nice wee donate button on the show notes for this week's episode, press donate and make Ricky and Clive house husbands. Murray, you're not getting any money, I'm afraid. You're just a guest. Sorry, sorry, pal. And um, we're on the Wrestling Square Circle Facebook group and we're at Ricky and Clive on Twitter. I am going to be doing a, a brand extension column on Lords of Pain's columns front page thing and it's going to be dropping tomorrow, Thursday. It might ruffle a few feathers I'll leave it at that so look out for that one Call a new brand extension column dropping on Thursday the 6th of February looking forward to it I'm looking forward to the hate and the backlash it's going to be great oh. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening it's been a joy uh, and we'll speak thank to you thank you for week. listening to the Ricky and Clive wrestling podcast, podcast. we'll see you next time, see you next time.